Hey, girlies. Hey. Girly Talk Tuesday. We are ready for some topics. I don't know. Are, are we? <laughs> are we ready? I'm like, I am, but we have a few that we're like, we have very strong feelings on. Well, I feel like uh, last week, I think it was, when you were like, it's our Monday, y'all's Tuesday. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking of how my Monday started. And I'm like, I'm an idiot. Like, I felt so dumb. And Addie made me feel so embarrassed this morning. Like, I I wasn't thinking. Like, my window, it, it was, it was, I didn't have to clean my windshield this morning. And so, like, yeah. I didn't think to check the, in, the outside um, temperature when yeah. doing this and so I was like oh I'll just you know clear clear off my windshield real quick and so I went to hit the windshield whopper button and it like starts squirting out water and all of a sudden it immediately freezes and I'm talking a thick layer you know what I mean like a thick thick layer of ice yeah. on the windshield and I'm going down 12 to turn on to um is that little marabone or is that uh, yeah marabone? I think that yeah little marabone but the little side road to you know head to take the girls to school and I can't see anything. And so I have to like pull off on the shoulder, get the ice scraper out and start doing it. And Addie's like, did you really think that was going to help? I was like, yeah, I did. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know it was freezing outside. It didn't register to me. I was like, there's your life lesson for the day. But she made yeah. me feel so dumb today. That would be Chevy. He got up. Like he, he gets up fine. It's just, I will literally go in there. And because he loves to take a shower in the morning. He's like, it helps wake me up, whatever. I'm like, All right, yeah. so. But here's the thing. I have to pick him up out of bed and physically put him on the floor to get him to like walk to the bathroom or like walk wherever. And we're all, I'm always like, all right, go pee first. Last week he started his morning off with, all right, so I put him on the floor or whatever. And then he walks to the bathroom and I'm behind him about to start a shower. He just starts peeing in the floor. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was the toilet. I'm like, oh, I was like, it's fine. Whatever. So he goes to the toilet, finishes peeing. And then he gets in the shower. I'm like, this sucker has been in the shower for a while. So I go in there. He's laying down in the bathtub floor, letting the shower water just hit him. <laughs> That's most mornings. So this morning, he always like, you know, takes forever in the shower because he likes to let the water hit him. So then we get out and I'm like, well, you have to take your medicine because he got, you know, he had strep throat or whatever. So I'm like, you have to take your medicine. And he had strep throat like a month ago. And so they didn't give him amoxicillin again. You know, the bubble gum kind. They gave him yeah. the brown bottle it's like thick yeah so it it smells nasty tastes nasty so that was one of the first things that he had this morning and he was not having it he was so he had six milliliters and he was like you know I he was like this doesn't say six and he had been like tilting it up and down so it had like moved not moved not hasn't like moved up but you know it had like the medicine on the side where whatever so he was fighting with me he was like it's not six it's at almost eight and I'm like, Shady, no, it's not. So then he starts crying and Shane goes in there and Shane's like, let me see. And Shane was like, Kayla, it is at, like, you gave him way too much. So then Shane has like pour some into the oh. bottle. So then he takes it. And it was just a whole thing this morning. He was like, you were trying to give me more than I'm supposed to have. <laughs> it's like, I don't blame him. I hate taking medicine. Travis, uh, I had that like bronchitis whatever it was illness um this last month and it lasted for you know it was aggressive this little strand of whatever I had and um he Mm. would stand in there and he'd be like here take your medicine and I would do almost anything I could to avoid taking the medicine like I'd put it down and start working on dishes 
and he'd follow me around and he'd be like, you're being a bad example to the kids. And I just, I can't stand it. I don't, I mean, like, I understand how they felt. My kids are good at taking medicine. Me, uh, uh, you have to hold me down for me to take the medicine. It's disgusting. One too, that like, it's kind of like the spoon. Like it wasn't the little round spoon one. And so when I poured it in there, I don't know. I I guess I did pour too much. I know I poured too much, but he was like, you're trying to get me to take more. And I'm like, Chevy, I'm not trying to give you I'm not trying to give you more on purpose he's like well I'm only supposed to have six and this is at almost eight and I'm like oh gosh that took forever and then so we are we taking sides because I'm on Chevy's side on this one I feel like like I'm on Chevy's side totally (laughs) he's totally validated (laughs) um the Kathy got in last night didn't she or yesterday afternoon yeah um so Kathy um, is Travis's mom yeah and so she came in town. She's here for a work trip, which works out for us because then we also get to spend time with her. Um, and she's staying locally, um, not far, not even, um, you know, a hop, skip, and jump down the street. Yeah. And so uh, she got in about 12 ish. I feel like she landed. And then um, it was like 30 minutes to get here. She went to Walmart with us. We got to eat lunch together. She brought the girls' presents from Jacksonville. But then after the fact, still took the kids to Walmart to spoil them. Oh, don't call her grandma. That is nanny. She is young. Yeah. No, she does not. She's not a grandma. I just didn't know. And I wasn't sure what that called her. But that's definitely a nanny move. Um, So I ran into one of uh, mine and Travis's friends at Walmart. And we were talking. And I was like, um, oh, I just got off the phone with Kathy. And she couldn't check into the hotel until 3. And so... She had like called and said, Hey, I'm just gonna meet you at Walmart and we'll grocery shop until I can check in and we'll go see the girls first. I was like, Okay, that's fine. And so we got off the phone and um I was talking to Brandon and I was like, Kathy is such a babe. Like she is she's a babe. Like that's just yeah. it, it is what it is. Let's just yeah. call it what it is. I was like, she's gonna walk in here, she just got off the airport, she's gonna look like a Kardashian. And I look like a bum. My kid decided this morning to start running fevers. So I've been up with her and it's just been like my day did not go as planned. And then sure enough, she walks in, her hair's perfect, her makeup's, you know what I mean? Like she she looks so cute. And I'm just like, I literally called this. And she's like, no, you look fine. I'm like, that was a pity fine, but I appreciate it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's so funny that you're like, don't call her grandma. My mom is the same way and Finley has made up she now calls her nanny and Does she? she calls Nathan Poppy oh, and it is God, the funniest that. thing I think it's so funny I know this is too early to think about because our kids are um eight and under but have you ever thought of what like you wanted to be <laughs> you wanted to be called when you're a grandparent <laughs> like I know Kathy doesn't care like she like nanny she wouldn't be called she wouldn't be like offended if someone's like oh yeah. your grandma but I'll be quick to say, like, no, this woman is, like, she found the fountain of youth. She found the yeah. trick. Yeah. But I'm always wondering, like, what would I be called? You know, like, what do I want to be called? Because Poppy, that is so cute. <laughs> My dad's you know, like, I don't really think about what I'll be called, but I do think about, like, dang, I have three boys. I'm the, like, I'm the dad's side of the family. <laughs> <laughs> you are that. At least you... I mean, you you have the option to have a break. I have four girls. That means they're going to be coming to me for 
everything, like every inconvenience. Thank God they don't charge by the minute anymore. And like your data plans are unlimited because <laughs> my phone bill would be insane. I will say that Corey with my mom, like he does call her and with every minor, minor, every minor inconvenience. And, and so I'm like, I hope they still come to me. But I'm like, when they have kids, like, I hope I'm still, you know, like considered. <laughs> Well, as close as I am with Kathy, I wouldn't be worried about it yeah. if I were you, just because I feel like yeah. you would be the, you would be the Kathy. Yeah. Um, and we can, uh, we can, like, we can go when she gets off work, we'll go meet with her and be like, Hey, can you lay out the rule? I think as small as our town is, you could probably just arrange a marriage now <laughs> and make sure your kids hook up with or become, you know emotionally invested in one of your friend's kids i feel like we could do that with Addie and chevy but oh god they are (laughs) they must be a toxic relationship (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna live at your house they're gonna be on your property like if we're gonna if we're gonna set them up right and you know try to keep them close let's keep them on your side of the yard they give like they're more like um like i thought it was so funny when she first started hanging out with like Tay and Copeland, you know, they both liked her or whatever. And Chevy's like, yeah. like, I don't know. She was like, I don't like that's Addie. Like, he's like, I don't, he didn't never, like, he never even batted an eye. He's like, oh, ever since gosh. they first met, it was never like, she's so cute. It was always like, kind of like a little, like a bro to him or something. Do you, okay, so do you remember that movie, What Happens in Vegas with Cameron Diaz and Ashton Kutcher? Yes. yes. That would be Addie and Chevy, 100%. I could see that. They're, but they are, I mean, they're around each other so much. It's just kind of like, he doesn't see the hype because uh, yeah. they treat each other like, you know, siblings. So, yeah, I get it. But what yeah. um, what did you do this weekend? I know you asked about my morning. Let's hear about your your weekend since you already know my f- other best friends in town. Okay, so Friday, I don't remember what I did. Friday during the day, I went to get an outfit because a few weeks ago, Shane had told me to get a babysitter for Saturday night. And I was like, why? He's like, we'll have reservations. I don't know why I didn't believe him. Like I was, so I just never got a babysitter. And so then I asked him Thursday, I was like, Hey, so we do have reservations, right? And he was like, yeah, Saturday at six. I've been telling you for three weeks. So that's my mom. She was like, yeah, it's fine. So she said she'd keep the kids. Um, I still was like shocked that he made a reservation somewhere and like planned a date. <laughs> Not shocked, but I feel like we're so busy and like we go out on our anniversary usually like our birthdays but I don't know we don't usually do like we usually have to plan like way in advance for like date nights and I guess he did I thought to say he planned three weeks in advance I know I feel like he did but for me I was not prepared um so I went to find something and he works for Mesa and which is like a wood shop and so they build like furniture and stuff for people and so yeah um he had been I think he built the tables um and then he installed them at Luogo's. It's like an Italian place in Nashville. And so mm-hmm. he said when he was there installing them that he made the reservation for us. And so Saturday itself was just like hectic. And Chevy had a birthday party. I was trying to clean and trying to get everything ready for like the kids to you know, be with my mom. And so um, he ended up having to push the reservation back to 630. But we went to, you know, got ready, went to Luogo's. And it was so nice. Like I didn't even... <laughs> It's those places where you don't even know, like, what's on the menu. Yeah. 
like Shane, do they just have like chicken Alfredo? And I probably sounded like so uh, not uneducated, but uneducated, I guess. And um, well, you, Italian, you know, that yeah, would be I was, like surely, which none of the, none of the names, like, like I got to know what anything was like what I ended up getting was spaghetti and meatballs essentially, but it didn't mm-hmm. say that. Like it was something, it said something completely different as far as the name. And so Shane was like, do y'all have just like chicken Alfredo? And they're like, no, we're sorry. Like, we don't, we don't have that. And Shane was like, I don't know if Alfredo sauce is like real Italian. And so, um, but it was really good. And so he talked to the owner who he met whenever he was installing. And so she ended up giving us a free dessert. And you're uh, going to get canceled from all the Italians. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to be like, I love Italian food, but I guess I don't like, I go to Olive Garden. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's not real Italian food. I don't know, but it was really good. So then we did that and then it was freezing outside. I was thinking like, okay, I might walk downtown. And I think that's what he really wanted to do, but he was like, it's way too cold. So I said, well, I don't want to go home yet. So what are we going to do? He was like, well, if you could go like anywhere right now, where would you go? And I was like, okay, well it's cold outside. So it's gotta be inside. I was like, um, target. (laughs) He already had it in the GPS. He was like, we're already headed there. So I went to target like we were there for like two hours and I we left with new underwear for all the kids that's all I left with but I feel like I was getting inspiration like I wouldn't get out of the bathroom stuff and so I was looking for um like I think we're gonna redo the bathrooms I think we're gonna do like an accent wall in our bedroom so yeah. I was just looking at like all the decor and stuff and getting ideas target that's awesome that's like the He's perfect like, ending. why do you spend so much time in here and I, I was like, Shane, you just got to walk around and you don't come to Target with a list. Just walk the aisles and it'll just come to you what you need. <laughs> it's like, this is why when you go to Target, you're here for like three hours and then you end up spending however much money. Because I'm like, hey, I'm going to go to Target and get paper towels. And he's like, well, they have paper towels at Walmart. I'm like, yeah, but I need Target brand paper towels. And I feel like Target, yeah. it's like a whole religious experience. Like mm-hmm. you walk in, you can, you can be in a bad mood. I mean, but when you leave, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel great. You need to um, go into a Target haul. I'm just like, oh, my me. gosh, that would be so much like, fun. I get my shampoo and conditioner. Like, there's stuff that only I get at Target. Like, Walmart has some of the stuff. Like, Walmart has, like, my body wash. I don't know. It just feels different coming from Target. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the, the bullseye section for me because mm-hmm. I can I can walk in. The kids can get something. Yeah. And I don't feel like I totally busted the account. Mm-hmm. Or not just that, but, like, the toys that they get from the bullseye section hold up. Like, we have yeah. all those little dinosaur toys or mm-hmm. the little... All the, um, the party animals. Cows. Yes. Like, yeah. those last. And they withstand, you know, everything. They sit... We, we take them in the bath. Um, car rides, car trips. Like, those just yeah. don't get lost for whatever reason. Um, Sunday, Kathy came into town. What was your Sunday? Oh, I went to church. So, we went to 24 which is a local church here. And for those of you who are yeah. not local, that's yeah. my home church. So we, it's not usually the church that I go to, um, but I feel like back in the fall, I kind of fell off of, like I kind of fell back mm-hmm. going to church. Like I, I feel like my relationship with God hasn't changed or hasn't budged, but it's just the in-person church that I, like we were just so busy, you know, fall ball and football and so Wednesdays and Sundays were my only free day. So I had a class that I taught on Wednesdays, but I ended up letting that go. And so, because I 
felt like I wasn't pouring enough into myself. So how could I really like pour into and teach these kids when I wasn't, I wasn't really there. Like I was there physically, but I didn't, like, I didn't really want to be there, I guess. Yeah. So, um, we've went like just randomly, but it's, we haven't been going every single Sunday. So I felt like I needed to like venture out and like see it, go to a different church and just kind of see what that was like. And we, like we visited 24 and we love it. But mm-hmm. um, my parents were supposed to go with us and then Nathan woke up with a sore throat. So he ended up not going, but something just kept telling me like, you know, we were originally going to go with them, but like, I just felt the need to go. So we went and it was good. I felt like I got more, like I got what I needed out of that service. And so I feel like we'll probably start going there on Sundays. Yeah. Just to. Are you going to sit in the front row with me or are you going to, (laughs) if you are there, I will sit in the front row with you. But I think if where where did you sit Sunday? Uh, We sat in like the very, very back, but we were like, um, we came in like five minutes late and then we had to check the kids in, take them to the back. And then the lady printed off. um, She thought she printed all three stickers I kept Dak with me, but she printed off. Um, we didn't have Chevy because he stayed the night with Case. And so we had Bo and Finley, and she printed off Chevy sticker and Finley sticker. And so then we dropped them off, had to go back to the front because they're like, well, this is Bo. So then we had to swap their stickers, get Bo's sticker. And then it had a different, um, like, it had a different code on it or whatever. Yeah. And so we had to have those. So we ended up being like 10 minutes late to the actual service. And I, I don't know, I felt awkward, like, because everyone was already sitting down, like, going in there and, um, it was right before they started singing. And so yeah. everyone was already sitting down and stuff. So we just kind of snuck in the back and sat down. But there was a lady that sat like, I guess it was her and her husband, but she sat like three or four seats down and Dak kind of, he wasn't like throwing a fit, but he, you know, started like talking and stuff and I yeah. forgot his bag in the car and she had handed us some toys for him. And so it was just nice to have like, I feel like previous churches, like when Chevy was little, um, we went to a church in Mount Julia and I had had someone come up to me and they were like, Hey, like, you know, there's a nursery, like kind of like, yeah. Like, hint like take a kid. I don't know. But it just felt nice to have someone be like, here, like here's some toys. If you know, not necessarily like, shh, or, you know, you can take them back there. So that was so nice. And I felt like, I just love everything that they do for the community and stuff. And I feel like getting the kids involved in like, what is it called? Um, Serve Sunday that they do. Yeah, so one Sunday um, out of the month, they have, like, a sign-up sheet, and it can be, like, helping paint the middle school or high school or um, say, like, if there's a family in need that, like, their house burned down or that when the tornadoes came through, they went and and traveled to uh, help the victims of the tornado. Like, I feel like we all get, um, like, caught up in the motions, and I feel like going to the church that I usually go to like, I'm not knocking the church or anything. I just feel like I'm right. not getting what I need for myself and for my family. And I feel like for the kids at 24, like, they know a few of the kids, but it kind of pushes them to, like, get to know other kids. And I, mm-hmm. like, I want them to have the opportunity to be more involved and to learn, like, witnessing to people and, you know, like, not just going to church on Sundays and, like, getting in the motion of just going to church, like, I want them to like um, Bo's friend Jude. He was helping pass out groceries on Saturday, and his mom mm-hmm. posted a picture, and it was the cutest thing. He was like sitting in uh, one of the grocery boxes. Like I love that. Like I love that twenty four. You know, allows all the everyone to be involved. The kids, the just whoever wants to be. So I feel right. like 
getting, I don't know. I just want them to have the opportunity to be more involved. So you're stepping out of your comfort zone and just dipping your toes and yeah. And I've experienced. Yes. It's just like the fact of where like the pastor's like, Hey, I'm in the hallway. Like if you have any questions or if you want to talk to me about something, like I'm in the hallway after service and like, he it's means not like it. he like goes away and he's like, Oh, talk to my, to my sister or talk to this person. And like yeah. you said, like you, you know, you got really close with him and his wife, but it took nothing. Like you joined no. micro church and they, it, it wasn't and, even that I walked yeah. in one Sunday and she saw my Disney uh, backpack and it had like Mickey ears on like the studs of the backpack. Yeah. And she's like, I love Disney. And it was just understanding. I was like, well, I love Disney too. And so then, it, so I, so now knowing that you're going to start visiting our church, um, I have a brilliant plan, you know, like that awkward time when like, every, oh, when everyone's like shaking hands and stuff, I feel like the commute from the front of the church to the back of the church would kill enough time to where like, we don't have to like be anxious and go shake other people's hands yeah. so we can just meet in the middle or kind of assess the walk and then be yeah. back in our chairs before we have to like yeah. greet anybody else. Yes. Um, I think my mom was happy too. Cause she, they went last week, like I said, and she has been looking for somewhere that gets you involved. And I feel like the church in Mount Juliet, like it, like they, people were involved, but it was almost like clicky kind of a popularity club. I've never welcome. experienced that with anybody at 24 of mm-hmm. any age. Yeah. Um, and I love it for, like I said, my kids, they, they know kids that go there because a lot of these kids, they only see once they leave preschool, they only see them, you know, like playing in sports and stuff. Cause a lot of those, kids right. so. um, you know how like you make a goal or we've made goals with the podcast, like as long as we reach one person, we'll be good. And if we can keep our numbers consecutive, then we'll be good. Yeah. Um, I have realized that I've had like church goals, like trying to figure out, um, my place in the church and, I love the nursery. Like that's currently where I volunteer and serve. Yeah. Um, but my overall goal would to be get would to be get involved in the like middle school, youth, high school thing because I want to go to summer camp so bad. I enjoyed it so much. Like I want to be a counselor at the summer camps. That's funny that you say that because he was talking about camps yesterday. And as soon as we left, Shane was looking at summer camps for them and he said, you know, I used to love church camp as a kid. He said, even just like a day camp, um, but he was looking into like all the different camps that they like, I don't know if they necessarily offer them or if they kind of like, if they usually they, at least in my experience, um, when I lived in Jacksonville, um, we went to Macedonia, which is now Rise Church. And then we went to like the system called Centrifuge or Fuge. Um, And so they have different locations throughout like the United States. So we went to like Panama city one year and we were there mm-hmm. for a week at some kind of, I don't know what it was exactly. It was like right across the street from the beach, but um, it was almost like their own hotel, but it was, you know, a church camp. And yeah. then the other time we went, we were in one of the Carolinas at a Christian um, college and we stayed there. And so that was kind of like where our church went. Um, I, can't remember i've got like brain fart or whatever but um i can't remember where 24 went to theirs this last summer so if if y'all catch me making friendship bracelets i feel like i would (laughs) 
I feel like I would treat this like the Taylor Swift Air Store. Like I'd be making friendship bracelets to take to camp and my outfits would be uh, just as um, thought out as if I was yeah. going to a Taylor Swift concert. I went to college originally to be a teacher. And so I don't know, like I just love teaching and just like being involved. Like that would be so fun. I think it'd be important for our kids too, like especially with them eventually getting to that age bracket and being able to go and experience that with them like I feel like that would be ultimate yeah. goals you know John Luke Robert uh is it Robertson Robertson yeah yeah didn't he and his wife like buy a summer camp a Christian summer camp I'm pretty sure that know. I'm pretty sure they did I'll have to look that up and come back with that but believe that I've caught up with them or kept up with them throughout the years and that's something that they did and I've just found that like so inspiring um but like you said with the teacher thing that like reminds me of one of the topics we wanted to get to with the teachers yeah in students situation I have very strong opinions on this (laughs) okay so I can you read it yeah so I came across a tweet which um I guess it was like shared on Facebook or something I'm about to say, you Uh, have Twitter? No, okay, so I do have a Twitter, but I don't use it. I don't even think I have, like, a picture, and I've never made a tweet. Like, I don't, I've never used it, but I don't have the app or anything either, so I don't really use it. Um, But it was a tweet, I think, that was, like, screenshotted and shared on Facebook. But it said, can we replace the Perfect Attendance Award with Kind Kids Awards already? Coming to school when you're sick or need a mental break doesn't deserve applause. Including others, sharing a lunch with someone and not bullying others deserves recognition. Or absolutely deserves recognition. Mm-hmm. So, I have very strong opinions. <laughs> very, very, very. Yes. My kids know, like, try your best. Like with everything, sports, um, you know, school, anything in their rooms. Yeah, like do your best and try your hardest, and that's all we can ask. Like, if you're not getting straight A's, that's fine. You don't have to get straight A's. You don't have to get. You know, you can have a couple A's, a B. See, if you're not understanding something, like we can address that, but like Chevy knows he's the one that's like in school right now. And he he knows how to read and he likes to read, but he doesn't like to read if he, it doesn't interest him. And so I've had right. to explain to him, like he's he's like, Well, his teacher said that he has the trouble um like reading and then understanding to answer the questions about the passage. Yeah. And he's like, Well, I don't care if Mary has four apples. You know, like that doesn't interest me. So like he's reading and he knows what it says, but he's just reading the words. And I do the same thing. Yeah. Like if he's, you know, if he's getting an answer wrong or something, like not, he knows how to read. So like not necessarily even answering the questions. I feel like I'm not too concerned with, or if he's trying, like Mm -hmm. he is trying, but he's just not taking it in. So we've had to work on that. But I'm like, my kids know if you are trying and you're doing your best and you're doing what you should like you don't I don't expect straight days or I don't expect but I do not tolerate like bullying you know anything like that and I feel like as when we were kids it was always perfect attendance straight days like all of that baby on a roll yeah and I feel like nowadays like Chevy last year had a couple instances where um he like his teacher you know would message me and tell me that he was helping others with their work like someone didn't understand something so he was taking it upon himself to like get up and help and so um that 
makes my heart so much more happy than him making straight A's or being. Can we talk about how you only have five parent days and how you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying to where the kids, they're kids, they're trying their best. Um, They don't understand that what they're reading is pertaining to a different subject and how they're trying to do reading and comprehension so that they can take away from the lesson you know a different lesson like I, I get that point of it um and in the earlier like the early years they're they're kind of getting the discipline of just like having to keep reading these things mm-hmm. but I remember like you said when we were younger it was about attendance perfect attendance um AB on a roll like we had like award ceremonies to where you would get ribbons to take home if you had AB on a roll or if you um had perfect attendance or like it was very much so a big deal when it came down to that time one of the um we even have like every Friday and I like I think it's a nice thought I feel like to like reward those that had perfect attendance today but you know the week before yeah but, so last week I had to go get Chevy from school he had strep throat and then he couldn't go the next day like that's out of his control so this Friday he technically you know can't participate in the perfect attendance incentive that they get Friday whether it's like wear sunglasses wear a hat wear pajamas whatever extra recess whatever it is like he can't participate because he had to leave school for being sick and then had to be out even with a doctor's note that's what I'm saying like I'm like it's that's the school guidelines yeah like you can't you can't go to school because you have if did he didn't have a fever did he or even no, still he like ran a fever the doctor doesn't recommend him coming to school so if he, you know, he can't come to school without yeah. being contagious or whatever. Which is the whole reason I sent him anyways, because we, you know, we only get five parent days for the entire year. And so right. um, he's not zoned for that school. So we're out of zone. And if his attendance isn't, you know, what it needs to be or whatever, then he can get kicked out and have to go to the school that he's actually zoned for. And so, you know, I try so hard to make sure he's there, but I'm like Thursday or was it Thursday or Wednesday? Wednesday. He, um, that morning, he was like, I have a headache and my throat hurts. And so I looked in his throat mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, there's nothing there. You know, I didn't see anything. He didn't feel warm, had no fever. And he said his head hurt. And I'm like, well, maybe you're just tired. But also, I can't keep you out of school because there's no symptoms for me to take you to the doctor today. And like you, I can't just, if I keep you home, that's a parent day. Yeah. And so like we only have five for the entire year. And I, he's only used one. So he has four. So I probably could have used one. But I'm like, he was just out. Um, last month for strep throat he already right. missed a few days whatever um so i sent him to school it was you know we eat breakfast with him we got there and ate breakfast by the time breakfast was done it was like 7 50 he went to class they called me at 8 45 and was like he is saying his head hurts his throat hurts and then he threw up and so i'm like okay well now i need to take him to the doctor so i took him to the doctor but i'm like it's sad that i couldn't be like okay buddy you have a headache even if he didn't have a headache and just wanted to stay home like i feel like kids need those days right but with the school system, you, it's hard to take those days. You have to take an arm, a leg, a tooth, and trade your soul to get by, I feel like, when it comes to the school system. Um, yeah. Like, for example, our first year having to have a kid in the school system, that was the year COVID happened. Yeah. So uh, my sister passed away February of 2020 the world shut down in March. Um, Addie started school in August. And I felt like personally, 
I was um, having a hard time letting her go to school and be away from me just because we had like gone through that loss. And I was just like uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Like I just struggled with it that first year and then COVID and her having to wear masks to school. It was very strict. Um, Of course I understood like that was, that was new to us, the whole COVID scene, but um, she did miss a bunch of days and that was our first time being in the school system they're like you only get five parent days and they when they called and like told me about the different tiers of absences and what it means um they were very negative about it they were like well she missed so many days and da da da. i was like well what like what do we do like i'm having a hard time with this like i just lost a family member um i'm having separation anxiety you know, like, I don't feel like five days is enough for an entire year, especially like, you don't know what other people are going through. Um, so I learned the lesson that year when she was in kindergarten that you only had five days and they're very strict about it. And, um, doctor's notes sometimes don't even apply. Um, Even when like they're counted a full day after what, 1030. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. So even if you pick them up at 1030, so whenever they're counted for a full day, even if you pick them up at 2.15, you know, school gets out in 30 minutes at 2.45. If you pick them up at 2.15, they don't count that. Like, they're counted for a full day, but they count that as a tardy. Yeah. So there's been a few times where, like, Bo and Finley would have, like, Christmas programs where, um, you know, they would get out of their school after their Christmas program. And so it would be, like, 12 o'clock. So I would just, you know, go ahead and grab Chevy and, I'll, you know, make mm-hmm. sure they didn't have anything going on that day or anything, you know, test or anything. And I would pick him up and then he would have, you know, a tardy for it. And I'm like, what is this for? And they're like, well, it's, you know, they're counted as a full day, but we count it as a tardy. I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> like, a dentist appointment or whatever. Like, I don't even know if it necessarily covers that or if they still count it as a tardy. I don't know. The whole That's... attendance thing is very frustrating. I don't even think they understand it. Honestly. Because yeah. they'll be like, oh, well, just in case, make sure you bring a, a note in. And it's like, what do you mean just in case? He was here technically a full day yeah. why would I have to cover my own back and bring a note in if it's considered a full day that makes no sense yeah. and why do, do they put that on us to remember that um Chevy's kindergarten year remember when I had to like chase him around the car and <laughs> I do remember that and I, I, I have... should have been able just to put him in the car and take him home and I feel like looking back I probably <sighs> should have but then like the, so the whole time he was fine getting in the car going to school we pull into the school and this kid starts having just a breakdown crying screaming would not get out of the back seat so I have a van and he's in the third row could not get him out finally get him out he takes off running around my car middle of the car line so he jumps back in I have to pull over park get him out again the gym teacher ends up coming over there like she was a saint that day she was like you know she she came and grabbed him and um he was fine once he got to her because she was like told him that he can go to you know sit in the gym with her for like an hour but I was just like, ah, looking back, I probably, like, I feel so bad because I probably should have just taken him home. You have the- You would have been in trouble dealing with truancy. Yeah. And, but also to add, like, getting there in the mornings. Um, so for any of the, or any of you listeners who don't know, um, Carline at, at our school, um, there's two ladies in the mornings that kind of, like, help walk around, make sure the kids- get around the vehicle safely um that they're out of the way before vehicles are in motion so there's kind of this like timely pressure because they're trying to like hurry up and there's only one line to drop off um without you getting out of the car 
and there's only two ladies who are monitoring. So you're kind of in this crunch of like, hurry, 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 get out. Cause there's <laughs> behind you. There's waiting. Like it's almost like jumping out of a moving airplane. Cause you're just like, go, go, go. I had to drop Chevy's water bottle back off today. Cause he got out of the car without grabbing it, but I have to get out every morning. Like I don't necessarily get out of the car, but I put all their backpacks in the front seat because I have a van. So like I have the captain seats, but Dax in one Finley's in one and Chevy has to squeeze through you know, around Finley's legs to get out. And so mm-hmm. I opened my door and I help him. And so all the backpacks go in the front seat. So then I have to open the door and like hand him his backpack. Right. But I'm like, they're like, you know, come on, come on, come on. You can't get out of the car. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I have to help him. Like I'm not, which they're very nice. Like I think they are. Yeah. They're very nice about it. But then it was but, so funny at the end of the year when you get a call and Mr. B's like, remember, like, don't get out in car line. And I'm like, like there's kindergarten kids also. I remember last year having to help Chevy out of the car just because he was nervous or whatever. But I just think the attendance thing is insane. And then like, if you're late, like Chevy, um, he's not ever, he, I mean, he has been late, but he's not late. Like he'll, you know, some mornings we're rushing out the door and I have to get four kids ready. I have to get myself ready. Um, I work on Tuesdays right. and Thursdays. So I have to get myself ready on those days, pack everyone's lunch, make sure we're all ready to go. And usually on those days, he's there like seven forty, but he, like he says that his teacher gives them such crap about getting breakfast. Cause if you get to, school I think past like 7 35 or 7 40 you have to yeah. your breakfast to your classroom and so he was doing that and he was like his teacher was telling them you know like the bell rings at 7 45 you should be ready to work at 7 45 and saying that he was late like she had called me for a parent teacher conference you know just like a routine one about like the report cards and stuff and she's right. like yeah Chevy's late a lot and I'm like he's not late and she's like yeah but by the time he eats his breakfast, like everyone's already done with their morning work. I'm like, well, really school doesn't start till 745. So like, unless kids, I guess kids are going to her classroom, like automatically starting their work just whenever they get there. Yeah. Like he's not late. So then he got so self-conscious about taking breakfast to his classroom that he wasn't eating breakfast. And so he came to me and he was like, can we, you know, can you make breakfast at home? So that's what we've been doing. But then this morning he was so antsy because we were going to stop by oranges and get him a biscuit because he just wanted a sausage biscuit and so um we didn't have any because he li- he likes those little mini ones we didn't have anymore and so I was like all right so that's why he was freaking out about his medicine because we were trying to get to oranges and so we left here a little bit later than we should have but I went to stop at oranges and they have on the door due to an emergency like we're not opening till 10 oh yeah. and so we pull in a school and I was like Chevy if your teacher says anything like you get your breakfast you're gonna be hungry if you don't eat your breakfast if your teacher says anything you let me know like I'll have that conversation and he was like she's gonna say something she always does and like she really is a great teacher I just think like she's been teaching for so long that she's kind of set in her ways yeah but I feel like teachers also need to understand like no matter what time he gets there he cannot drive so if I have him there late that's my fault and like the whole attendance thing like kids cannot control that so for you to give you know certain kids incentives for being there that's not something they can control Right. Like, why don't you, I don't know, like, why don't you point out, which I think that they do have like a, like an MVP of the week or something that they do for one kid, but I'm like, kids should really be more rewarded for their kindness and things that they're doing as little humans. That's good versus attendance that they cannot control because if Chevy's late every single day, that's not, that's not on him. That's on me. Right. It's more like an award system for the parent. It's like, oh, you were a great parent. Yeah. This and I know people that like thrive on perfect attendance and that's great. 
but I personally. I would like to add, so like you were saying, um, you know, you got there a little late or what would be considered late. So he has to take his breakfast to, um, to the classroom. Mm-hmm. I have been there. So for our school, drop-off starts at 7.15. So if you are there at 7.15, it takes a little bit. Like they have to walk down this little hallway and then go to the cafeteria, get in line. Um, bus students can get there, I think it's like early as 7.00. Yeah. Like they get there much earlier than the car line kids. Yeah. And so there's already a line that's formed. It takes a minute for all those kids to get through to get their breakfast. Um, Sometimes the line, if you're supposed to be there at 715, sometimes your kids don't get out till 722, you know, a little bit later. There's not enough time, I feel like, um, to respectfully finish a whole you know, breakfast in that short amount of time. So maybe I'm a little biased, but I feel like the teacher's a little harsh, so to speak. And because our school is technically one of the poorer schools in the county, um, even though they excel in other areas, we do have a lot of low-income families. So this might be the only meal that those kids eat. And those kids might not feel comfortable telling their parents, like Chevy is telling you, like, hey, I can't really finish my lunch or I don't feel comfortable, not my lunch, my breakfast. I don't feel comfortable um, taking my breakfast to class because I don't want to be disruptive in a sense. Um, So it breaks my heart for those kids in that situation. Um, Someone had commented on this post that I saw and they said that they do, um, that they do like kind kids awards and that they give out hearts. Like if a teacher notices someone doing something, like they give them a heart and then the principal will announce those kids' names at the end of the week. I know, um, I know I shared it with you, that thing that was happening in that Jacksonville school, um, which I was going to read and kind of like let it go into that real quick. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, there's the school in Jacksonville, like in the surrounding area. And um, one of the sixth graders was having a problem with like, the things that the teacher was saying. So I'm going to read the post real quick. Okay. Um, this right. parent says, I rarely post on social media, but I feel like needed to be shared with the parents in my community. My daughter is a sixth grader at Callahan Middle School. She had a test this week and her teacher told the children if they fail, they will be put in the failure slash disappointment line. Um, those were the words used. He also has an area in his classroom called Reject Island. He sends children to when he deems it appropriate. I have contacted the school and was told it will be addressed. I'm outraged and feel like other parents need to know about this and voice their opinions about it as well. For one of our children's educators to think that it's okay to use these words to describe our children is absolutely unacceptable. Um, Before I read the update, I think for me, like you were saying, um, like kids would thrive better because bullying is so um apparent nowadays I feel like like it's it just it happens more or we see more cases of it that this kind of encourages it whether that was the teacher's intent or not or um whatever you know once we get more into the details about the situation but I feel like just from my experience in school that as soon as you walk out the classroom no one is monitoring the things that or said as soon as they leave the classroom. So I feel like there's going to be um, gossip about like, oh, so-and-so got put in the failure disappointment line or so-and-so went to reject Island. And then it's going to yeah. get around to other classrooms and, you know, 
I feel like that is just so humiliating and disappointing. Um, I couldn't imagine what my kid would have to go through um, leaving a classroom. Like my kids already, there's so much pressure about like wearing the right clothes or um, listening to certain music or like it's already started in elementary yeah. school. So to also have that pressure of um, test scores or being put in a place called Reject Island, I cannot yeah. imagine. I cannot imagine. I feel like that goes back to, like, I know this post wasn't necessarily about, um, like, the one that I read about, like, good grades versus, like, it was more about, like, perfect attendance versus thinking you're, like, the kind kids. But I feel like right. as long as you're trying and not, like, I know, I feel like we all know our kids' potential. So, like, yeah. you know, we know that you have potential to not make an F or a D. But mm-hmm. I feel like a C is kind of, like, you don't really understand. I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe I'll cross that bridge when I ever get there. Because right now, Chevy's just, like, zero through four. Like, he doesn't have actual letters. Right. Um, but I feel like that definitely makes them not want to try. Or for me, when I was in middle school, I would be like, Reject Island. Like, I wouldn't want to go there. But also, like, I, I wouldn't want to try. Like, it would make me just not want to try to make a good girl on your test. I think that would cause anxiety. Unnecessary anxiety. Or I would... You, yeah when it's already I try, like so hard to get a good grade that I would essentially fail because I would be so much like in my head about it yeah um but as a parent, parent the first thing that came to my mind when you're reading that was just like hell no no <laughs> no ma'am I feel like my kids are just so sensitive and so like I feel like Addie is already kind of dealing with that she's like well so-and-so wears this and I want to wear cool gold you know cute cute things and whatever um like for example like I just went to Walmart this week and we're trying to like phase out their closets and so we have a necessary amount of clothes that just keep getting thrown into the dirty clothes and I'm like I'm not gonna keep doing this so we went and bought them new shirts that would fit and that they would wear and it went with season um but when I bought the shirts that was all that Walmart had out like that was the style right now and they were really cute ribbed shirts and I bought a size bigger because they were so short, like they were belly shirts. But I, thought, I was like, well, if I yeah. buy them bigger, then um, it'll be fine. You know, it won't be as short. And uh, I get it home and I had Gracie usually wears like a size six. And so I bought her um, a 10, 12 and it was still so short. And I was like, there's no way. Like, I understand like this might be the style right now. But I'm not, like, I'm sorry, you cannot wear that to school. Because I don't remember how strict the school dress codes were when we were there. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of hard as it is trying to let your kids fit in with the things that are going on. Um, but to send your kid to school and know, like, not only is there peer pressure when it comes to your looks and popularity, but there's also a grade. Yeah. Or a um, or a um, teacher, you know, setting a guidelines like this to promote bullying. I'm like, oh no, yeah. I I want to homeschool. Um, um, so there was an update. Yeah. So the parent commented and was like, I just wanted to let everyone know that I just got off the phone with the principal and guidance counselor at school. They have given the situation attention it deserves, and we are working together to make things better and move forward. Just like to to know, I'm so glad they included the guidance counselor because I feel like that's so important. I don't believe this teacher had any ill will at all. I think maybe we can all learn from this and turn it into something positive. Every child and adult hears things and feels things differently and certain words can hurt some more than others. Maybe this is a good reminder to all of us that even if our intentions are noble, certain words and phrases 
are received and processed differently to each of us, especially our children. Yeah. So I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like, like with Chevy, um, she might not be saying like hateful things about him bringing his lunch, but the, the fact that like he can sense her disappointment or her yeah. agitatedness. I don't think it's exactly like necessarily what, what she's saying. I think it's how she says it. Like he, like she's not wrong. The bell rings at 745. So 745, you should be ready to work. But right. he hasn't had to take his breakfast to class in a while. And so I feel like today he was so nervous about it. But I'm like, buddy, like, like I'm sorry. Like, it's not, you know, you tell her that it's not your fault. Like you tell her to call me if she says something because, you know, you've been eating breakfast at home or you've been, you know, I was getting you there early enough, but we still have those days to where we're running behind or whatever. And like you reading that reminds me so much of Bo. <laughs> like Chevy is sensitive, but Bo, the other day he just started bawling in the car what did I say no it was Shane Shane had said something to him and I don't like again I don't think it was what he said I think it was how he said it and Bo just like laid in the middle aisle of like our van and was just crying and I said buddy what's wrong and he was like my feelings are just hurt and I was like well why and he was like because daddy said I don't remember what he said but it was how he said it Mm -hmm. just love that like at five years old he can say like because he'll tell me like I'm mad because or my feelings are hurt because and we address, right. but I'm like, I am just like, I feel like Chevy with that teacher that you're talking about would, he would kind of get more mad. And I think, he, I don't know if he would really like embarrass, I guess, more like mm-hmm. mad embarrass me. That's just like the older side of him. But I feel like Bo would just break down. <laughs> yeah, no, I think so too. I feel like Addie, Addie would be depressed. And I feel like depressed um, the way the weight of that word holds because she would, she, it would ruin her entire day. She struggles with turning things around. You know what I mean? Like she struggles with, if one bad thing happens, her whole day is just done. Do you think that she would like act like that? Like in person though? Cause I feel like Chevy would be that way, but I feel like in like, I feel like she would unleash unleash hell when she got home. I don't know if she would uh, necessarily show it at school, but as soon as she got in the car, it would be a bad evening yeah. because her whole night would have been affected by it. And yeah. no matter what I did to try to change it or encourage her, um, I feel like the the parents said it best at the end that um, every child and adult hears things and feels things differently and certain words can hurt some more than others. So I feel like that yeah. would just totally impact their whole day. Yeah. Um, I do want to say if you guys hear Miss Rachel or Dak in the background, this kid decided not to nap today. So he is enjoying his life with his milk, his blueberry muffins, his passy, and Miss Rachel on the TV. So if you hear him, I'm a mom. And they're like snoring and making random noises. Uh, and if he like starts being loud, like I'll try to mute it. But if you hear anything, it's just Jackie. Okay. So someone sent in and they said, how has having different fathers for your children affect things in your current marriages? Would you like to? It does not affect me. Your turn. (laughs) (laughs) Did you, but didn't Travis like try to like, like not that it affected your marriage, but he, he kind of had to see for himself. Didn't he? That like, I just gave um, Micah the benefit of the doubt. He was just kind of like, um, I don't know. I feel like moms, back, right? Yeah. So moms get like a bad rap. Um, yeah. When it comes to like not giving dads a fair chance or they're always getting stuck with like this big child support, you know, payments and they're never mm-hmm. really going to see their kids. Like you have the good dads who have the, you know, those situations. Um, and so 
Travis is like, well, maybe if I give it a try, maybe it'll be different. And so, um, for one example, Travis invited them over. So that way Micah could get to know or like meet Travis. And so Micah's family could meet Travis. And, um, at this point, uh, Micah had only seen Addie four times and that was like in her first year. So she's at this point now almost three and she's, she still don't has no clue who he is. Yeah. Um, and so Travis invites him over and he sat there on his phone the whole time while his family um, tried to like interact with her. And Travis is like, all right, that's it. And I'm done. No I more. If that like, was my son, I would be like, what the hell are you doing? You know, like. Well, it's not. It's, it was his grandma and okay. his sister. And my thing is like, I feel like they're the problem because they see that he's not wanting to be involved. Mm-hmm. And so. I feel like they should just let him be and like let him grow and experience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if he's not ready for that responsibility, he's not ready. Let him go through what he needs to do. And then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But do you think if he, like, this is kind of a loaded question. Do you think that if he like messaged you tomorrow and was like, Hey, like, I know that I've been absent, whatever, like, can we give this a chance or can we like, obviously you'd have to go into it slow, but like, would you even have the mindset of like wanting to, or would you just be like, no, sorry. Like she can find you when she's old enough to know or. No, see, I don't think that would be fair. Like if he was serious and like, there would have to be effort shown like at like maybe a couple of months of, or weeks, I'll say months because he's been absent for, I mean, it's eight years now. Um, Would have to be like, checking up like calling and checking up because like again she doesn't know who he is so without her knowing like yeah like making sure he's with you essentially first correct yeah knowing he can show up and showing that um showing that this isn't like a a whim thing um yeah but i don't see i mean i don't see that happening but any ill will either like we both have respect for each other he i mean he said it he's like travis is the best thing that's ever happened to her so it's not like this is coming from a hateful place. This is just a, yeah. some people like we were young. I was 19. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we're the same age. So he was 19 as well and he wasn't ready for the responsibility and I didn't have a choice because I wasn't going to have an abortion. And so um, I made the decision and that's fine. So there's no ill will. Um, I wish him the best. But with that being said, I'm putting Addie's yeah. um, best foot forward and yeah. her into, I'm going to make sure to protect her at all costs. Yeah. So That's for me, never... a problem at all. Cause there's, we have an absent parent. Yeah. Situation. We've never, I feel like I've never asked you that. Like I've always just known that he's just not wanting to be involved, but I feel like I've never asked you like if he wanted to be involved. Cause I feel like some people would be like, you know what? No, like she's, you know, she's, she'll be nine this year. So no, like you can just wait, you know, you went nine years. So just wait another nine years. And if you want to contact her, but I feel like that's good that you would open the door, but it would be something to where he would have to be like, you have to build a relationship with you and Travis before, because we all know how, you know, how that would- is very, yeah, our situation is, is totally, uh, totally different than most. So, like, yeah. if that were, if that were going to be something, then, um, 
you're exactly right. Like we'd have to build a relationship with him as parents because then we would be co-parenting. We would be telling her that what she's known for her whole life is um, not necessarily. um, You would have to make sure that he's for sure and consistent before you introduce her into that because yeah. Right. So, I mean, our situation's a lot different, Um, but at the same time, like um, ours is so relaxed. I feel like, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like it should be like a more emotionally, you know, in-depth conversation, but it's just, there's nothing there. So yeah, it is what it is. Like, it's so basically like the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. So like ours, it's just like, you know, it feels like we're just one whole family and we don't have an, another party to deal with. So yeah. I can't really relate. I feel like. I feel like mine, like you used to talk about how moms get a bad rap. So like Travis, you know, you wanted to prove that like you've tried and that he essentially wanted to not be involved. And so Travis Dude, I was, was like, like, well, man, go for it. Yeah. If you can do different, you do it. But I, re- I had a lot of respect for Travis um, trying to yeah. make a difference. But then I kind of sat back when he was like, dang, it was just so funny because I was just like, okay, go ahead, big boy. You I know, thought it would be different. I hoped for, I hope the best. Honestly, I, hope I feel like good. having, I feel like it should have though. Like, like it's good that Micah like respects Travis and <clears throat> like you have an understanding to where like, okay, you weren't ready for this. So like he stepped up and you're just not involved, whatever. Yeah. But I feel like if I were him having another man come to me and be like, Hey, like, do you want to be involved? I don't know. I feel like that should have been his push if anything else was going to. Cause Travis was essentially like, if you're not going to, I'm here. So I feel like if, I don't know, if anything was going to push him to be in her life, it would have been that. And the fact that it wasn't, it's kind of like, okay, like you really did not want to be involved. I would say my biggest, um, my biggest like appreciative or proudest um, moment, I guess I would say would be that was like him admitting like, Hey, I'm not what's best for her. And I'm glad that she has him. Um, like as a parent, um, and like for me, like I'm gonna care I care for him as a person. Like, you know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. I want to make sure he takes this opportunity of not being involved and yeah, it's all that life has in store for him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's a that's a hard, a hard decision to make or mm-hmm. to have to sit to. Um you know, like being absent takes a lot of commitment. You know what I mean? Like you have to be, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's a lot of commitment. That's bad. Like, but you know what I mean? Like he's got a good track record of not being here. So I feel like honestly, he probably has his bad days where he's like, man, yeah. you know, and he'll, he'd probably have those moments of thinking about it and he doesn't act on them. Um, I don't think that makes him cold or anything. I'm just, I like to think that, when he has those moments that he chooses to accept that, you know, he made the right decision and that, uh, I hope you you get what I'm trying to to say out of it. Like, I'm not like, yes, I'm being funny and like, whatever, but I do ultimately think that um, he wishes her well and he is proud of us. And do you feel like Addie would like, of course she wouldn't understand and she'd be so confused, but I know that she, will randomly like like I've heard her and like you have said how she's like 
you know, everyone has blonde hair and how she's mm-hmm. just like, even in the winter, you know, she's so tan and she's like, yeah. ever like, I'm, you know, I'm tan and I have dark hair and I just like, I want blonde hair, like my sisters and my mom, like, does, do you yeah. think that she would understand more? Like, I feel like she, like, I know she'd be so emotional about it, but I feel like her should, she would have an understanding like, oh, like now I'm not so confused. Like this is why I have dark hair. Not that she would accept it, but that she would have an understanding of like. Kayla, my she- child is so ditzy. <laughs> it, it, she's just, uh, she's goofy. So like, I don't think even when it comes down to it, that she, she'd put two and two together. I think she would no, just I don't feel think like. She does either. But I, f- I feel like if she. No, I'm saying like, she, I don't she- think she. Thought. I don't think she'd be like, oh, that's why I've always thought that. I think oh, she if she saw him of... in person, she still wouldn't put two and two together. No, because we did. You know, mm-hmm. like she was three, and we we had yeah. to go to the courthouse to like um, the state goes after child support. You know, so we had to go sit at those things, and she sat right next to him in the courtroom. <laughs> she didn't. There was <laughs> there's no. I didn't know because I'm like she does have those questions sometimes like oh like why does everyone have blonde hair but then Travis has dark hair so maybe she kind of well Lorelai came out with a head full of dark hair and she's like oh yeah yeah, looks like me or whatever um but like my so my last name I never went to the social security office to change my after getting married so technically my last name's still Biker um my dad is his last name's Biker my stepmom her last name's Biker little sister my brother so she's used to hearing Bigert so much like she doesn't um she doesn't pick up on it or like yeah. the family dynamics are so different now I feel like mm-hmm. I'm grateful for that like Chevy having Shane and Tyler so like she sees that Chevy has two dads or she sees yeah. other family members um or friends going through situations that are not traditional and so she's like I don't think I just don't think she you know she doesn't notice a difference in the way she's treated at home so she doesn't feel any any you know drive to like find out for herself what's different I guess yeah your turn um so I feel like for like my situation was completely different than yours but I feel like it doesn't affect my marriage like now we're in a great place co-parenting Shane and Tyler coach Chevy together for the first time ever Mm -hmm. um so I feel like we're just at a great place right now. And Chevy's never known, like, even when it wasn't great, Chevy's never known anything than us getting along. Like, he's never seen fights. He's never. And that's something that Shane has always said. Like, Shane's like, we can all hate each other. We can be at each each other's throats. But Chevy doesn't need to know any different. Like, he doesn't need to know. Like, all he needs to know is that everyone loves him. And I feel like we've all done a good job at, even when we're arguing, Mm -hmm. him not knowing. Um. But I feel like it really wasn't always like this. Um, like, I, like you said, moms get a bad rap. And I feel like I was the mom that had a bad rap. Because for two years, Chevy didn't have an overnight with Tyler. He was breastfeeding and he wouldn't take a bottle. And so he didn't really have an overnight. But I also feel like Tyler wasn't consistent. Like yeah. he just recently started being there more. He had said that he was like, selfish and was like thinking about himself and he was really involved in softball like he was in an adult softball league mm-hmm. and so he was missing you know games practices not able to coach Chevy I feel like y'all have different elements that go into it too because he also like Chevy has an older sibling and so I feel like Tyler um not making excuses for him but saying yeah. like 
his y'all situation was unique because he also was going through this with another child. I mean, like Aubrey's how much older than Shrevy? She is like a year and a half older. So I feel like, you know, you have to try to separate the the situation that he had to deal with with yeah. Chesney. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm sure he harbored some feelings for how their situation turned out and putting aside the fact that like y'all aren't the same. You know what I mean? Like I feel like there was yeah. a lot more to y'all situation that had to be worked through than just well, it like being it's a like we were we were so young and this was his like I had Chevy when I was twenty one and he was twenty. And that was his second kid at twenty. So I'm like not to make excuses, but kind of like your situation, how you were like, you respected it. Yeah. Like I, I would have never wanted Tyler to be absent, but I feel like it was so inconsistent. Like once we had a parenting plan, you know, he got Chevy when he was supposed to, it was every other weekend and every other Thursday, right. um, you know, his week in the summers, like week in June, week in July breaks. Like he did get Chevy during those times and he got him consistently. Mm-hmm. It was like, whether he was going to be there or not was the question. So like, he was, you know, lived with his parents. And so when Chevy was going over there, like he was still going to be spending time with his dad's family. And I would never want to take that away from him. But I'm like, it was almost like, I almost felt like I was essentially like raising him with his mom kind of. And so no, I, that. I, I felt some kind of resentment because I'm like, we made this kid together. And when you, when he goes to your house to spend time with you and for you to do things like, you know, it's, it's great that your mom, you know, is doing these things and like buying his clothes and doing this and doing that, but it's essentially like, I, he was bailing him out is how, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm a, like, I can't, I have no room for error on my end because you're right. inconsistent. So like I have to show up for every practice. Um, I think that he really regrets this now, like thinking about it, but like he wasn't there for Chevy's kindergarten graduation and not that I would want to miss these things, but like I had no room for error. I was at every single game, every single practice. Um, when she, uh, when Chevy got in five six, like Shane has coached him since then, and I don't think it necessarily put a like put anything on our marriage. And I don't think Shane needs like recognition for any of this stuff. He does it because he loves Chevy and because that is like he considers him his son. Not even though they're not biologically related, like that is his son. But I feel like he doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. And Chevy gets told, um, I don't know if he still does, but I know in the past, like Chevy was told, like, you know, Tyler's your dad. You don't have right. two dads. That's your stepdad. And I'm like, but this man is stepping up and coaching him. He is taking him to D-bat for batting lessons. He is working his ass off day in and day out to take care of his family. And your son is included in that. And like, he's not treating him any different. I feel like our marriages, we almost have an even even more special bond with them yeah. because they are stepping up and raising kids that they didn't, um, you know, father. So I feel like in that aspect, it wouldn't, the question was kind of like almost, I, I wouldn't say they were, you know, expecting there to be negatives, but I feel yeah. like for us both, we can say positive positively that our husbands have earned more respect yeah. from us because of how awesome yeah. they are as dads and, and that's what I don't think Tyler even like realizes this but like 
even when he wanted to get him, so there wasn't anything in our parenting plan, but we were working towards it. And he came to me like, um, I think Chevy was two. And he was Mm -hmm. like, Hey, like, this is my Christmas with Aubrey. You know, we're about to get stuff in papers. Can I go ahead and have him, you know, this Christmas Eve and wake up with him on Christmas morning? Because essentially you'll have him next Christmas already whenever this is done. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like in that time I was kind of being selfish and Shane pushed me a lot out of that. Whenever we, um, we did our blog thing, um, our blog page. I feel like I talked a lot about it, but Shane pushed me a lot. He was like, you know what? No, like he needs to, you know, he needs to spend time with him or, and I don't think that Shane necessarily gets the respect that he deserves from doing all this. And I don't think he wants anything from it. Like he just does it because he, you know, he loves Chevy. But in my eyes, I'm like, this little boy is being told like you have one dad, even though he's so excited that he has two dads and he's being told, mm-hmm. um, you know, like that's your stepdad and this and that. And I'm like, but he's doing everything that you really weren't doing for a long right. time. And this isn't like, I'm not like talking crap or cause we're in a really great place. So I don't want to like result, like <laughs> what is that word? I don't know. I want to go backwards. Yeah, I kind of want to go backwards. But just from my experience, like it never caused anything with our marriage, but I do feel like Shane, I don't know, I feel like he needed. I don't know how, I I, I can't wrap my my mind around how he's just so um, like chill. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, yeah, anything, like he... Like he, tr- uh, he, all of our kids are treated the same, but if anyone is treated better, it would probably, it would be Shane. <laughs> yeah. like, like Shane is always going above and beyond. Like I said in the last one, Chevy, I, in my mind, I'm like, he doesn't need a $400 bat. And Shane's right. like, yeah, he does. Like he is very passionate about this. And, um, but so I'm thankful for where we are. I really am. But it was like, I don't understand why it took seven years to get here. But then also, like, I don't understand. um, When I became pregnant, like, it was immediately Chevy. Like, I immediately went to the back burner. And I don't think it was like that for Tyler. So, in my mind, I have to understand that we're not the same. And so, even though it wasn't an option for me, I don't think I ever, even if it was an option, I would have did anything differently. Um. But I don't know. I just like for a while, I definitely looked like the bad, the bitter baby mama or whatever you want to say. I don't know what you say. <laughs> but even like, it's so funny because I, did I tell a story about me walking the kids in the car? <laughs> I didn't? Yeah, not yet. I, I think it was, did I say it last week? I didn't say it last week? No. I, I thought I told the story. Um, So a few weeks ago at the ballpark, uh, I think it was the week before last, I put the kids in the car, turned the heat on and like then turned it off because the car was going to be running and then it got warm in there. So, I, you know, the windows were up, whatever. Um, I was putting in the car because Chevy's practice is almost over. I walked back down there to watch him bat and then I walked back, back up and Shane's like, are you kidding? Like, what? And the keys were in the ignition, but the van had locked. And so Tyler, it was Tyler, Zach and Shane ended up. Um, you know, trying to like pull all the doors down or pull the doors down, pull the windows down. Uh, we're trying to coach Bo to get out of his car seat because he's in a five point harness. Finley is acting like she's sleeping. 
and Tyler had taken the antenna off his truck and Shane like pulled the door I think pulled the door out as far as it would go like from the top they put two bats in there to hold it and you know help us unlock the car so I'm like that's where we're at now and I'm so thankful for that because they're coaching together and he's helping us break into our car (laughs) just like dang what I take this off but I am like I feel like it's better for him to realize the stuff at when Chevy seven versus you know like teenage years but I thought it was so um Tyler had posted something on Facebook where he like shared a picture of the kids or whatever and then he had said like pretty much like you don't get the little moments back after missing them he had to learn the hard way and like he's just now realizing like how important stuff is and so he had went to breakfast with them um, last week at school and but he had posted on Facebook about um when he went to breakfast with them about how like he never realized how much these little moments matter and how he's gonna try to make up for what he has missed and so Shane had commented on it and that it's easy to be selfish it's hard to be selfless just like I've told you for seven years Chevy is first no matter what we can hate each other's guts but Chevy doesn't need to know that he needs to know that everything is fine and to just to be able to be a kid you have, grown tre- you have grown tremendously over the years. I'm glad to see you more active. He needs you around. And I'm like, how? Like, you don't see that nowadays, I feel like. Or like when we were young, I feel like co-parenting wasn't a thing. I want to be Shane when I grow up. I'm just like, <laughs> like, it I was hope. Such, it was such a good question because it, I feel like a lot of people do have to deal with what you're going through more so than me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for the absence because I'd rather have absence than inconsistency. And so for you, um, for me, it was like, he was consistent in the aspect of like getting Chevy. Right. But sometimes it was like, okay, maybe his brother would pick him up. Maybe his mom would pick him up. Maybe he, but then he was going to do something that weekend. Or I feel like Chevy, he kind of reminds me of my brothers. Like with my dad, like, like he just wants to make him so proud. I think. And Tyler's like super um, invested in sports. Like he loves football, baseball, so I think that's kind of where they bond over. And I think Chevy just wants to do so well just to make him so proud. And then hunting, like they, you know, they bond over hunting too. But I don't know. I'm just thankful for where we've gotten to from where we were. Because if anyone knows anything about our situation, you know that it has not been easy. And I would like to say how proud I am of you for like getting all that out. Because I know it's a hard, it was a hard topic and subject in that like, Yes, y'all are in such a great place now, but it took time to get there. So, like, I just don't want to regress, and I don't want someone to hear this and think that I'm like talking shit because I'm not. It's just it was my experience, and I think, yeah, I think from his experience, it may look differently. Like maybe he should start his own podcast and talk about it. (laughs) Like I don't know if it looks differently from his end or if he realizes. Like, I don't think he realizes because, like, I feel like on our end. it was a lot. It was for our situation. Um, Micah's family was pushing something that he wasn't ready for. And yeah. instead of listening to him and listening to me and like, since they didn't want to listen to him, they were like pushing um, a relationship and it wasn't for the right reasons. They wanted a relationship with her, but they were willing to let him be inconsistent and they were willing to, you know, take put her feelings and her life in the balance of something that shouldn't have, you know, yeah, she shouldn't have been put in that position. Like, yeah, I, I, I wasn't comfortable with. 
um, I feel like for moments like this, it would be nice to like walk out to your car and see a duck or a pig um, from another parent saying like, oh, you're doing such a good job. Like, yeah. And I feel like I like I don't want that recognition either. But it was almost like you're realizing that you could have stepped up and could have been there more. But then I'm still getting the bad rap for when he was, you know, when he was a baby. On my comment on um, on oh. wanting a, a duck or a pig put on my car. <laughs> no. You didn't get it? I just said it. I was, I was hinting at the fact that, like, Jeeps get ducks and, like, my car might look like a pig pen half the time yeah. because I'm driving a mom van, but, like, know that I'm doing the best that I can. So maybe put a pig on it. Put, give me a little pig, pig uh, toy and just be like, hey, you're doing your best, mom. I could Okay, so we're going to end this on a lighter note. I saw this little, I guess it's like, what is it? Like a little story that someone had posted. And I don't know. It was funny. Um, We also want to kind of like react to like crazy stories or if you have anything funny. And we have like a little intro for that that we're working on with Josiah. But if anyone has anything, they can either um, post it to like the Telenim or Telenom, or if you want to DM us on either Facebook or Instagram, I mean, we, we'll keep your name private, but I feel like the Telenom, you can only type so much, so if it's longer, you can DM us, and no judgment. Leslie will take them all day. Send them to me. <laughs> okay, so this says, who knew Kyle sounds like Carl in German? I was studying abroad in Spain and met a really cute German guy while out one night. We had a great night together, but the next morning he told me I had been calling him the wrong name the entire night. Who knew Kyle sounds like Carl in German? Have you ever done that? Like called? I don't someone? think so. Oh my no. gosh, I have. I have. I don't think I have. Um, I did it to Travis when we first started dating, and so like next week, told I know me. we're, I know we're, <laughs> we're supposed to talk about um, like the three loves of our lives and like yeah, you know, how they came in or whatever and what they meant to us. Um, so I called my second love of my life, uh, <laughs> I said his name, no, it wasn't in bed or anything. <laughs> it wasn't like I anything but that. <laughs> um, it was just like in random conversation and I was just like, so-and-so and he's like, that's not my name. I was like, I didn't say that. Like, I still deny it to this day. Um, and I don't <laughs> even know if it's true because that's Trump's story and I think it's cool that. Do you want me to read this other one? Because it's kind of short too. And I feel like it's funny. It says, The first time I had sex with my high school boyfriend, we were at his parents' house alone. We went up to his room and he laid me down on the bed. But just as he put it in, I looked up at the ceiling and noticed he had a math equation taped up there. The entire time, I couldn't help but try to solve the math problem. I told him this wasn't going to work for me and we went out for pizza instead. But what would you do if you, in the mood, laid down? Ready to have sex, and you look up, and there's just math equation. <laughs> um, I've I'm so talkative, um, believe it or not, and so like if something's in my head, I have got to talk it out. So I have never tried to solve a math problem, but I will uh bring up other things. Like I know one time I brought up uh, Travis's mom. Like, I was just telling him, like, oh, yeah, your mom called me today. And he was well, done. Said. He was done. Yeah, he was just like, whatever. Um, uh, Shane says that when I drink, like, when I'm, um, 
like not when I'm just like tipsy, but he like I've been drunk a couple times in our marriage, and he says that when I am, I don't stop talking. So, and so he's like never again. Well, I get you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's me on a any day that ends in Y. So I feel bad for Travis because he's probably just like. I feel like he'll go, he'll need hearing aids sooner than later. Or like he'll do it on purpose. I'll just be like, let yes. me get something to drown this bitch out. All right, you guys. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe at Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Bye. Make sure you check the temperature outside before you turn your windshield wipers on. If that's any advice I could give you today.